This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Redskins and the Titans and the much-needed victory. But more importantly, we're entering Dallas week. This and much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Y'all, yo yo yo, what's happening? Yo 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 yo, what up? Excellent. Welcome to Harry Hog Football, episode number three hundred and seventy-four. That's the three hundred and Tyler Palumbas cut episode. Cut. I think we need to name it the uh, Stark George Stark episode. All right, George Stark, much better. The cut episode. Tyler Columbus, dude. Even people like Kevin Harlan were like, when they're inter- <laughs> like introducing the starting lineup for the Redskins, and they're like, the big guy Trent Williams anchoring the line, and the struggling Tyler Columbus, the and right the side. struggling Tyler Columbus, <laughs> <laughs> the struggling Tyler. Pal- what did we call him last week? He was Bird Arms. Bird Arms. Tyler Columbus. Bird Arms. You called him Bird Arms. But I always think of him, dude. I always think of Kevin Harlan as announcing basketball, like the Bulls just made a shot or something. For some reason, I keep hearing like "Come on and play some basketball." Every time I think of Kevin Harlan, and I always think of him as saying, um, "You know, Madison Square Garden," like those three words. The games (laughs) at Madison Square Garden. You do it, John. I can't do it. (laughs) The Syracuse Orange Men at Madison Square Garden. This is Kevin Harlan. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, dudes, uh, I'd like to give a big old shout out to our benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee. You can reach him at Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter. Because Desmond C. Lee 1 was hacked. Was already taken. No, it was already taken. taken. Or or hacked. Or hacked. A long um, time, long time benevolent sponsor, by the way. I know he was pumped for this massive victory. On the shoulders of Cobra Kai and Colt. Pew, 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 McCoy. Oh, yeah, dude. I can't That's even right. tell me tell you how many times I like texted you guys and was saying Colt McCoy, <laughs> Colt McCoy, after that interception. I had had enough, and so had Barf. So, dude, if there's one thing you could say about Barf, dude, when he says when he sees things aren't going right, he's like, well, this is sucking. Let's change it. Yeah. Unlike like he doesn't he doesn't good. hang out and just be like, oh nope, my my scheme will work even with a crappy right tackle like Columbus. He's like, nope, take him out, put in Tom Compton. He did too. He did. He rotated him in the second half. Oh yeah. Because Columbus sucks. He's not dumb, dude. He's awful. He's he's also no, not Columbus. I'm talking about Gruden. He's not gonna be oh, yeah, like, yeah. just stick with my plan. You have dude, to I got, I got I don't know, guys, man. I kinda disagree. I mean, what took him so long to do it? Columbus has been looking horrible for weeks. Because they don't have anyone this else long. better, really. That's the same reason that they're not putting in guys like Chase Minifield and people like that because they're like, they're not ready. That It would be even worse if we put them in now. But then, like with Kirk Cousins, it just gets to the point where it's like, uh, <laughs> when he's, anything he's, would be better at this point. Good God. That interception I, right over the end, if you watch the postgame oh my interview God. with Gruden, he was like, that's a play that we've run, like 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 a standard play that we've run over and over and over, basically. He he is really bad about hiding his emotions when he's just like, seriously. Seriously. He's just like, yeah, and you're exactly right talking about that when he was talking about that in the press in the uh, post game. He was just like, you, you, the subtext was, and he sucked. So we put in Colt McCoy. And, and Griffin, dude, is starting next week. Do you think he's going to start against Dallas? I don't know, dude. I, I think we should... Uh... So this is a big discussion, yeah, I guess, right? Yeah. You think he's going to start? I think it's he is. between the real McCoy pew, 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 has been named the starter for Monday night. True. Unless RG three is one hundred percent. RG three is one hundred percent. Dude, he's going to start. I don't like RG3. it I, as much as 
as much as I want him to play against Dallas RG three, yeah. it's interesting. I was hearing some radio in the post game this past week, and someone called in and they were talking about you know RG three versus Robert Griffin the third, and huh. you know it's kind of like saying Superman versus Clark Kent, right? Right now we've got Robert Griffin the third, and we need RG three. RG three is is what we saw two years ago in his rookie season when he totally blew everybody away and broke all of those records. That's what we need. But if he's not healthy enough, I say rest him. I mean, we're already in a position. We're in a must-win situation. So if RG3 plays and we win, but we sacrifice RG3 again for getting hurt because he's not quite ready, I'm not, I don't know that I'd be down with that. I'd rather, I'd rather sit him, let him rest uh, two weeks because we have a bye after this, right? And then uh, and have him come back super healthy and ready to play after that. No, we've got at Minnesota after this, and then the oh, we got at Minnesota. Yeah, you're right. You're right, John. Yeah. I'd rather. Have I don't RG3. know that. I don't know what I think about that. I'd rather have a 100 percent RG three. I don't want a a not quite healthy RG three. He looked pretty good in the warm ups the other day. He looked pretty good in that game until he twisted his ankle when no one touched him. Hey, I just want to say this: in the post game interview with Gruden when they asked him when he was going to name the starter and if it was going to be Colt McCoy or Kirk Cousins, he was pretty quick to point out, uh, or Griffin might be practicing. Yeah, well, they named Colt McCoy today. And by the way, I have totally uh, uh, turned in the keys to the Kirk Cousins bandwagon, and I have fired up the Colt McCoy bandwagon. Pew, pew. Yeah, pew, 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 pew. (laughs) So uh, hop on, everybody. Oh, by the way. Colt McCoy, you want to talk about a game? The guy, he was getting emotional. He was all just like, like he kind of had one of those people were all giving up on me, and I told myself I'd never give up, and I keep fighting to get back to playing again. Oh, really? Because you know he played for like a really crappy Browns team that drafted him, and he was really, really good back in Austin in college. And, and now, if he plays this Monday against Dallas at Dallas. In the state that he went to college, and, and I don't know if he's from Texas, probably. He probably is with a name like Colt McCoy. Pew, pew, pew. That would be pretty was like, interesting. Wouldn't it be funny if his name was Coy McCoy? <laughs> I was thinking that. Hmm. <laughs> Coy and Vance. Coy and Vance. Coy and Vance. McCoy. Coy and Vance Duke McCoy. <laughs> That'll be like if he starts throwing interceptions, that would be Vance. That would be hit like the RG3 versus Robert Griffin the third, and that he would be Coy versus Vance. It's like his Jekyll and Hyde, <laughs> Coy and Vance. So, what is the Jekyll and Hyde for uh, Kirk Cousins that we've seen? Because, I mean, Kirk Cousins played last year or two, what, two years ago. He came in again that Baltimore game and finished the game off, and then he played an entire game as against the Browns. Good. And he was good. And then you have... He took over. And then you have, like... I mean, he can't really base, I don't think, on the last three games of last season because that was just a cluster. But you can't base it on the last five. Yeah, the last few games here, this season that he's played in, where he just turned into a turnover machine. He leads the league. And he didn't even play the first game. (laughs) I make the league minimum. I'll tell you what his alter ego is. His good persona is Sunshine. Sunshine. And his bad one is Kirk Cousins. (laughs) (laughs) His bad one is Captain Kirk. Anyway, I want to give a shout-out, dudes. We're trying something new this week. We found this website called Mixler, and it actually allows us to stream the podcast live. So if we screw up, we actually just have to, you know, screw up live. (laughs) Which Which is different from... It's from the occasion. Which is like, <laughs> hold on, we record dudes, it live stop. each week, and Aaron goes, "Yeah, that's good enough," and he puts it up. That's what happens. Yeah, that's the difference, right? But no, but right. there are some times when it's like, "Hold on, dudes, the dogs are barking." Well, as hold opposed on, to what, my wire. Hold on, somebody's to what, at the door to the studio knocking. No, no, dude, that's downstairs. They ordered the Chinese food. Are we gonna do the O line report? Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, cricket. <laughs> Aaron. Aaron, Aaron, where's the music? Where's the music? <laughs> oh, yeah, dudes. I can't find Now we've just added one more thing to my uh, 800 applications that are open on my computer, this Mixler thing. For all Josh is supposed to be monitoring the chat. To... Josh is supposed right. to monitor the chat on there. That's his new Yeah, for all three people that are listening right now to the live broadcast, that's awesome. Thank you. Hey, hey that's you know us. what? Three people listening to the first oh, that's broadcast. Us. Wait, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't know if we count. Do we count? 
If you're out there listening and you're not us, write something in the chat. <laughs> and if you're if you're out there listening on iTunes like tomorrow, like normal, then next week try to listen to this Mixler thing. Yeah, after, basically you go to beat Dallas. We'll put it up. You go to Mixler.com slash Harry Hog, and that's M-I-X-L-R.com slash Harry Hog. And that will let you listen to us live. Just check the tweets, follow us on Twitter, and we'll put out there what time we're going to start. Usually it's uh, around 8.30 or 9 o'clock. If we it's say usually, it's 8.30, you might want to tune in at about 8.40. Yeah, and that's usually Tuesday, but uh, we'll see yeah. next week since we do have a Monday night game. And uh, Nothing is ever set in stone with Harry Hog football. Yeah, we got three live listeners, supposedly. Nice. Are you sure it's just us? It might just be us, too. It may just be us. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, so there was – what do you guys think about the uniforms? We went with the throwbacks this week. Obviously, we had the helmets, and the helmets did not match one, and they did not have a stripe, too. What was that? What Dude. Happened, what happened to the brown helmets that we wore for, like, one game? All right, all right. Here's what's up with the helmets. Last year, when the whole concussion thing suddenly became massive – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were out there in their old Bucko Bruce's jerseys in a game. I don't remember who they were playing, but they came out the old Bucko Bruce's, the creamsicles, but they had on their modern helmet without Bucko Bruce on the side. It was with the pirate flag and everything. And it was the what, the pewter and puce, I think they call it. And everyone's like, well, that looks ridiculous. Why are they doing that? And the announcers for that game said over and over and over again, the helmets that were made with Bucko Bruce on them were all the same helmet. And there, there was one helmet from one manufacturer. And the guys on the teams all wear like, I don't know, like five or six oh, different yeah. kinds of helmets from three or four different kind of manufacturers. And they were like, well, right. we can't. The NFLPA and the NFL were like, we can't have these guys wearing these other helmets that may not be as good as the ones they normally wear. That puts us in a position to be sued basically down the road. So they had to wear the modern helmets with the uniforms. That's why last time we wore the, the throwbacks, we wore these helmets. We wore our modern helmets, and it looks awful. So this year, I thought, oh, we're going to do the, the throwbacks this week for homecoming week uh, for the Redskins again. And then they show up on the field with the modern helmets. So that leads me to one thing and one thing only. Dan Snyder had a whole damn year to get helmets made for everybody the right way and he was too damn cheap he was just like oh just 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 oh oh um guy um crotch crotch he's talking to like the clubhouse guy he's like crotch um crotch. come here crotch um i need you to scrub all those gold stripes off the helmets yeah yeah just scrub them off no one will know the difference oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and while you're at it have yourself one of those out-of-date budweiser son <laughs> yeah dude the what the hell? Anyway, I, there's no just, excuse. There's no they're just excuse. A final, they're just a final decal. So, I mean, they can peel them off pretty easily. And yeah. I think the same thing. What I don't understand is I thought that the whole helmet before, even when it looked like the leather throwback, that um, that was really just a wrap, like a vinyl decal wrap that was on the entire helmet. Are you sure, dude? Because um, I remember seeing the movie Rudy, and they like made a big deal about getting together every week to like repaint the Notre Dame helmets. Yeah, dude, that's Rudy. That's Hollywood, man. This is football. Rudy was a real dude. I'm looking it up. Rudy. Rudy. Dude, Rudy, Rudy was a dude, real dude. But if you listen to Joe Montana, the Rudy story did not go quite as uh, scripted by Hollywood. Oh, really? Yeah. He, call, he's, he called it out a couple of years ago. He was like, it wasn't quite that dramatic or anything. Like, they never did the whole go in and drop off the jerseys. Like, <laughs> I quit the team. Of course you know not. what that whole thing where they where they're talking to the, the coach who was in major league bar and all. He's talking about still. the scene where I gotta, <laughs> you're talking about the scene where I tried to like hide the tear in my. <laughs> well, you have that that tear. You're just like, man, I'm that's like, awesome. Oh man, this is so, this is really heartwarming here. Yeah, pretty much. Joe Montana drove a stake through the uh, hearts of all the people who thought that was, which is pretty much like every dude that watched the movie ever. You can take my place, coach. You can take my place, coach. And the coach is sitting there going, <laughs> rub a little jalapeno in your nose. You can get two or three inch drop off your curveball. But did they really like pick him up after the game and like uh, carry? I don't. Him? I don't remember if he said that or not. I don't remember. He did say that that scene did not exist, and and it wasn't quite that. But I kind of figured that scene didn't exist anyway. I mean, seriously, was Joe Montana the coach or the quarterback of that team? I. 
that far? No, not that long ago. When did that take place? Like the 50s, 60s, the Rudy time, 60s? I don't know. Well, how does Joe Montana know if he wasn't there? Because he went there. Yeah, but he wasn't there that day. Well, that's true. You know what? Joe Montana could be lying. He could be full of it. He could be full of it. But you know what? All he has to do is hold up his four fingers that each have a Super Bowl ring on it and pretty much say F you to anyone that says anything to him. So Except good on Rudy. Joe Montana. Rudy might come out of nowhere like the underdog. And, <laughs> and tackle him from behind. Sick. <laughs> Speaking of the 49ers, Ambush. I found like this old picture today from when we were kids. And for some reason, Bay had a 49ers shirt on. What? I'm not lying. I can show really? you the picture. Yeah, I was like, why is Bay wearing a 49ers shirt? Dude, garage sale. Seriously. You I know our mom. A, I got our it mom was like the garage sale. She was like, I got you an NFL shirt for five cents. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys know what you're going to get next Christmas. Not this year, but for like 2015. I got you this 98 Arakpo jersey. Is it any good? <laughs> I already have an Arakpo jersey. <laughs> I know, man. It looked speaking like... Speaking of... Speaking of Arakpo, I think it's pretty safe to say. Cut! How many millions did he make this year for that half sack? 11.445 or something like that. Roughly 11 and a half. Dude, yeah. I um, could have gotten a half sack. <laughs> for $11 million. I would have done whatever it took. You, you would have been like the new Rudy. You would have been out there like running under. You would have been at the bottom of the scrum, twisting ankles, If Dan Snyder junk. said, Aaron, I will give you $11 um, million if you can get even a half a sack this season, I'd, oh, dude, I would make it happen somehow. <laughs> yeah, like you'd, be like, you'd be like Hatcher. Hatcher, I need your help. I'd be a and beast. I'll split it with you. You can have half my sack, Catcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, speaking of Hatcher. What's he at, by the way? I don't know. He didn't get a sack in this game. The only person to get a sack was whoever the hell number 73 is, Javon Curse's nephew. Really? But Jason Hatcher had at least two plays where his helmet got ripped off, and he just continued on like it was nothing. Dude, he and- was like... He was like chasing uh, Whitehurst down. It was with, funny. With look on his face, like I'm coming to get you. How interesting was it? Because that, that's really and the, the Kevin Harlan alluded to this a little bit. It was like, how <laughs> interesting is it to see an NFL player actually playing at full speed on the field where you can see his face and with see the look the, on his face? The like, look I'm on his face. You, man. Oh man, yeah. yeah, he was like spitting out lyrics, "Homie, I'm with you." He was all about it. Yeah. Um, that was cool. Awesome. I thought it was cool. And, and, and he kept good. not atta- he kept not fastening his uh, his chin strap. I didn't understand. It's like he wanted his helmet to come off. No, you know what? I I don't know with his, but the Tennessee Titans or the Nashville Necks were there were there was a whole lot of hands to the face going on There's in that a game. A bunch of hands and faces. Yeah, which I guess is better than other stuff. They so were, they were like, I, never mind. They were calling it all over the place. It's mostly against Tennessee, but a little bit against us as well. But early in the game, you could see it. They like even on plays where they weren't calling it, dudes were getting their helmets jacked up. They were like pushing the bottom of people's face masks up all the time. Like that pass yep. to Deshaun Jackson, dude, where they called offsetting hands to the face. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, come on. And you know, Deshaun Jackson's my dog and everything, but dude, you got to start blocking. Man, seriously, you got to start. I know, dude. He just kind of looks away, like looks to the side, like, yeah, I'm not blocking for him. Dude, he weighs like 12 pounds. He doesn't weigh much more than John. He he doesn't weigh much more than me. That's true. Was he like 168 pounds or something? All wet. What's That's his, me. Uh, That's me. He's. I think he's like 175, maybe 185. He's a twig, man. Says he's a John. Fast twig. <laughs> no lie. He is. I mean, that's like that speed. It's like nothing else. And speaking of. Pierre Garçon on that little hitch route, and suddenly, boom, touchdown. He totally burned that safety. He took a worse angle than uh, Bacardi Rambo would have. Biggers. Dudes, biggers. Seriously. Jackson's 5'10", 178, in case anybody was wondering. (coughs) That's like almost the exact same size as me, except I have some fat. That's That's like our dad. 
No, it is. It's actually me, dude. Five ten seventy eight. Aaron's dude, a twig now twig. too. He runs. Except he has muscle, you're... and I have. Uh, <laughs> but still, I'm big enough to tackle people. Block. I can get half a sack. I can block. Put me in there. Well, I'll dude, block. he's downfield. He 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 may be a twig, but he's also blocking twigs. If he's downfield, who's he blocking? Defensive backs. Unless he's getting tackled by Chester. <laughs> Speaking of the O line, should we go, should we go into the O line thing? I don't think we need to talk about Arakpo anymore. I think we all realize what's going on he's with done. that. I think he's played his last snap. Do you guys disagree? For the Redskins, I mean. Last Who are you snap talking about? Arakpo. You think so? Yeah, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. You think they're going to bring him back now that he's torn his pectoral muscle for Three the third times? Time? The fourth he's time. Torn. Is it the same? Is the right pec right? It's the, the right pec? now. This time he's torn the left twice. Now he's torn the right. Dude's got weak pecs. He's What's up with his pecs, pecs, dude? Maybe he I don't overworks know. them like John's always. So is dude, have they actually? Yeah. St- yep. Yep. Did they actually state that he's is he out? He's, he's on done. injured he's reserve. On really. Josh, you're you the injury report guy. <laughs> I totally missed it, dude. I mean, I mean, I heard that it so, was inconclusive the last time I heard. That was that was that was yesterday. Just they so said it was a shoulder today. at first, and then they were like, "Uh oh, it's a pec." And I think just about everybody at that point was like, "Oh boy, we know how he is with pecs." Yeah, no, I heard about the pecs thing. I just, uh, <laughs> pecs I just, did, no, I heard it was a pec. I just didn't, uh, dude, didn't know for sure what a bushman a pec. A bushel and a peck, and you got a broken neck. And a sack around the neck. <laughs> All I know is that he's gone. There's no way they're going to bring him back. And I know, who was it? It was it was Reed and the Washington Post. It was like, we wasted $11.5 million on him we could have used on other people. And I have to say, that's not entirely true. We wasted $11.5 million on him instead of signing him to a contract that would have paid him like $16 million this year. And probably almost the same amount, if not more, guaranteed next year. Yeah, so we got a bargain, actually. We got and, and what he said on that was that that's money that could have gone towards a safety or a right tackle or something like that. And yes, it could have, but there was still cap space available after his franchise was done because we signed Deshaun Jackson. And he was yep. not cheap. The money was there that Bruce Allen just didn't go after anybody. He wouldn't go after a big name right tackle or a big name safety or someone like that, which were like the two biggest needs on the field. Mm-hmm. So I, I put we that on, on to get a big Bruce name Allen. right tackle this year. Put, We've said I that I for like three Bruce years. Allen. Ever since we said Tyler that for Columbus. like was, Stephon Heyer. Seriously, why can't we get another right tackle? Like a if we got an awesome right tackle, look how much we'd improve. We've neglected the offensive line like the Steelers have. For years, except the Steelers have a big ass quarterback, and we've got RG three or John Beck or or Teeny Sexy Rexy, who is kind of big, teeny or fat. But you know the point. The point I'm making is that if we're gonna have RG three back there and make him pocket passer, you got to protect his ass. It's he, skinny. Look, I got to say this right now: RG three can't be a complete pocket passer. He at least has to show he's going to do that run option like he did in that. Last game he got injured, I was all excited because the first play he kept it. And I was like, that's it. He set up for the rest of the game. Yep. And and boy, was he. Yeah. But you yeah. were right, dude. I mean, you were exactly right on that. And Barf so knows. was everybody else. A lot of people were saying that, and Barf totally did it. He was like, yeah, that's duh. We need to do that. And he did it. Going back to Barf and, you know, the fact that he – uh actually seems to listen or at least be logical about stuff on the field. Well, this doesn't work anymore, so let's take him out. You know what's really disconcerting? Barf Jr. on the sideline looking exactly like him. (laughs) And they always show Barf Jr. hanging out, either talking to Deshaun Jackson or RG3. RG3. He's always standing beside RG3 talking to him. I would be, too. Probably if I were like, I don't know, how old is he, do you think? 16, 15? Looks just like his dad. He even wears the same hat every week. Yeah. I, I would love to hear. Hope He doesn't sound like he's like an annoying punk on the sideline. It seems like he just wants to like hang out and stuff. I want. 
I can't imagine that Barfson would be like a stuck-up person. Like, I bet you when Mike Shanahan was coaching Denver and and Kyle was hanging out, I bet Kyle was a punk. Dude, like the players are like, "Damn it, here comes Kyle! I hate that kid." Dude, I I bet you that Barf Junior is kind of annoying, like that kid from Walking Dead. I bet he's annoying, <laughs> but not a punk. I bet he's yeah, annoying, but he's not like, like a punk. You know? Do you think he's like, "Hey, Robert, Deshaun, you guys want to come over tomorrow? The new episodes of My Little." <laughs> Tony, you're on. Oh, Josh, you just, you're popping in and out there, dude. Wow, Josh, you just dropped. Yeah. I think you just dropped your... We can Am hear I good? You, you can hear okay. you, but your okay. level's changing all around. So yeah, you're this like, is you're stuff like we can't popping. stop to fix now that we're live. Am I good now? Am yeah. I good? Are we good? Yeah, we can hear you. Now that we're hey, live. Hey, Roz, you got live. my mic? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was saying, dude, I wonder if he's like, hey, hey, Deshaun, hey, Robert, you want to come over and watch the latest episodes of My Little Pony with me tomorrow night? He's probably like, hey, do you guys like space balls? <laughs> Does your brother like space balls? <laughs> like, so, so do you think he's out there like balls. Rain Man, like talking to him about the same one thing over and over and over right, again? Right. 52,875,000 blades of grass on the field. 52,875,000 blades of grass. <laughs> No, like, I think he just seems like million. a teenager who's just like, hey, I want to talk to these guys because they're awesome and I look up to them and stuff. I, I bet he's not like a punk kid, but I bet Kyle Shanahan was. Four torn pecs. Four, four torn like, pecs. dude, dude, four. don't talk to me like that. My dad's the head coach, like to some water boy or something. 52 million interceptions by Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter. <laughs> 52 million interceptions by Kirk Cousins. That interception right after we got an interception was totally Walmart. Oh, dude, let me, totally let me, let me, um, First of all, that interception. Let me talk about what a buzzkill it was. And I also saw it coming. Dude, we all did. And second of all, what was he looking at? He was looking right in the breadbasket of number 50, whatever he was, because that's where he threw it. It's just like last week. There was no red skin around it within like 10 yards. I'll say it again, man. I'll I'll say it again. It's just like last week. He's got that blind spot right in the middle of his eye. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone is equal in his eye. Everyone is equal in his eye. He sees everything except for where he looks at directly. (laughs) 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 It all comes back to eyes, whether they're glass or whether they have blind spots right in the middle. Kirk Cousins. Some things are as they appear. That guy was there. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I feel bad for Sunshine, but whatever. Moving on. Dude, I, you were like all wins. up in his... Dude, I was driving the Kirk Cousins bandwagon. I, w- I was driving the Captain Kirk Starship. I was like, let's okay. go. Everyone on. But those keys, I handed those keys in. I went back to, uh, what is it, Enterprise. I handed those keys in. They'll pick you up, dude. That, well, you know what? They will. They picked me up so I can give them the keys back, and I was like, give me the keys to the Colt McCoy. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Let's talk Us. about Colt McCoy's performance there for a minute. He came what in, we, first pass yep. through a touchdown. Yep. Very first thing right out of the right out of the shoot. First off, did you expect Colt McCoy to come out and play the second half? Dude, didn't you, tell, didn't you see my text to you? Like, yeah, no, and I was saying the same thing. I was like, all right, it's McCoy time, but but did you did expect you expect it? I did expect yeah. it to make the change. I, I did not it. expect it. I wanted it, though. I totally called it. I expected it because he actually listens to what we think. He's like, we're kind of on the same wavelength a little bit. I, yeah. Like, for instance, well, when an annoying ESPN reporter starts asking you the same question over and over and over again, all three of us <laughs> would be like, dude, lady, seriously, and roll our eyes. And his just get giant. Let me reword this and ask in that arena football hall of fame in that guy's garage where his head's just sitting there. (laughs) What, Josh? So, coach, so coach, can you see RG three starting next week? Uh, Let me reword that. Next week against Dallas, do you think it may be possible that Robert Griffin the third would start? That's the kind of things that they they ask. I know they ask the same thing over and over. Mm Hmm. And well, as much as people hate Bill Belichick, I love the fact that he's, he's so reserved and coy about all the stuff he says. Well, what was up with this guy in this postgame conference where he goes, uh, well, obviously we know how Kirk Cousins played, but how do you feel about Kirk Cousins' play in the greater scheme? 
Like, not today, but in the greater <laughs> scheme. <laughs> he asked that to Colt McCoy. He asked that to Jay Gruden, and his eyes were like... His eyes got really big. I wonder if his son does the same reaction. I'd love to see the two of them next to each other on the sideline one day with matching hats and, like, <laughs> like te- lawn, mowing the lawn T-shirts like he had in that game. Was that this game that he just had the T-shirt on, or was that two ago? I think it was, was two ago. That was two it? ago, man. You yeah. talked about him rolling it on. Oh, yeah. He rolled oh, it, yeah. He rolled oh, it yeah. down to the hair. Or the rest of the – Sean McVay was like, dude, coach, Jay, how much for you to roll on this medium-sized shirt for the game? Down to the hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, dudes, since we're talking about Colt McCoy, just real quick to get back <laughs> to that, his his stats on the day – he went uh, 11 for 12 for 128 yards, so he averaged 10.7 yards a pass. He had the one touchdown. Uh, he was sacked twice. What was the uh, key? What was the key stat that Kirk Cousins can't do? The key <laughs> no turnovers. Zero turnovers. Zero. Zero, zero interceptions. Zero. And zero His rating points. on the day was 138.9. That's pretty awesome, 138. Kirk Cousins. Uh you know, he went 10 for 16 on the day with 139 yards, so he actually had more yards passing. Average 8.7 per pass, still not bad. Zero touchdowns, one interception. Bad. He had the uh, – he was sacked once. His rating is 64.3 on the day. And he he was sacked once and fumbled. And fumbled. It was and Columbus yes, so when we look at fumbles, he fumbled and he lost a fumble. So there were two turnovers. Thank you, Captain Kirk. It was Columbus's fault, though. Yeah, that one was Columbus's fault, but seriously – Columbus is bad. He sucks. I feel bad for the guy because apparently he works really hard. I'm sure most of these guys do. But he still damn, sucks dude. at football. He might be a great guy. He, he needs to hey. work on those arms, man. It's all right. He can say that I suck at football. Or that he's, <laughs> or that he's better than me because he is. He's, he's got those bird arms. He doesn't have bird arms, dude. His he arms can go play in Canada. He can go play... You can go play arena. You can go play for the Iowa Barnstormer Predators or the XFL. The, X, the XFL. He can watch live XFL games on YouTube. The Virginia Destroyers. That was oh the wait, UFL. that was the uh, UFL. And Jim. Yeah, Hansen they still like the they they still owe Marty the Virginia Destroyers still owe Marty Schottenheimer one million dollars. <laughs> Guess what, Marty. You ain't get well. He quit and made his brother take over, and he didn't get paid either. (laughs) His brother, (laughs) yes. So, what is Marty doing now? Stewing around about that one million dollars that he's never going to see? I think he's still, yeah, I think he was suing whoever somebody with the XFL, and he's still mad about that season. He went eight and eight, and he got fired for the old ball coach. We all know how that went with Donald Duck Lips. He sucks. Golly. He even sucks at South Carolina. Well, it is Columbia. Cola Town. I will be I will be there on Monday this coming week. Are you picking up a new BMW down the interstate? Down the interstate. Are you running a spotlight? Out in the BMW is up by Greenville. Josh, are you babysitting no, I'm a, not. are you babysitting a searchlight in the parking lot of the uh, strip club? No, I am not doing that either. (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling there's a few of those in Cola Town. All I know is every time I've driven past there, I really didn't want to stop. Dude, I remember like 15 years ago when Josh was like, dude, come on, we got to go take this searchlight out to this uh, strip club out in Columbia. Aaron, that was (laughs) 20 years ago. (laughs) All right, 20 years ago. (laughs) And he was like, dude, it'll be cool. All we got to do is like park it and turn it on, and then we can like go hang out and hang out in the mall or do whatever. In the mall because there's a strip club there. Yeah. We walked around the mall. I and look there. where we are now, everybody. I know, right? Yeah. Haven't done that in a while. I bet the strip club had awesome chicks, too. <laughs> the mall did. <laughs> I still remember this to this day about that mall. What? I, I don't remember this at all. Wait, there are you talking ri- about like a mall, like 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 Lynn Haven Mall type mall? Or yeah, is there it was one a mall like right next to the strip club. Really? Yeah. So we were walking around <laughs> in that mall. An indoor mall. Yeah. So we were walking around in that mall, 
And I remember one thing to this very day that there were these pretty, really attractive uh, females walking around with these like butt ugly, like redneck dudes as their boyfriends. I didn't understand. Welcome to Cola Town. I was like, what? I do not remember that at all. Well, were the dudes all walking around with hats that said cocks on them? <laughs> yeah. That's because yes, you were, were, Josh, that's because yes, you were yes, too worried were. that someone was going to steal the searchlight. <laughs> Dude, the searchlight, I mean, it weighed like a ton. It was on a trailer. Yeah, it had like four of them, and they went around and like ballyhooed and stuff. It was a sky tracker. Sky yeah. tracker, yes. It was tracking the sky. Trying to like yes. invite people over to the strip club. Man, I've got a, quite a like few searchlight stories from when I used to haul those searchlights around. Man. Anyway, strip enough clubs, about the piglet wigglies. Yeah. <laughs> people from miles around are seeing the bat call to go to the strip club. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, there's a searchlight at the piggly wiggly. Can't well, can tomatoes on sale. Well as long as it wasn't the bat wing on the on the searchlight. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, dudes, oh, no. uh, what, are we, I thought we were gonna do the O line report. I yeah, knew we were gonna do this kind of party. Oh yeah. O line report. Aaron. Did I play the music? Nope. Uh, here it is. Franco American SpaghettiOs. Show them your O face. The O line report with Josh Allen. Go Cox! Why is it always with me? I do the injury report. I don't Aaron, understand. Aaron, you do the O line report. Oh, with me. Okay, sorry. See? <laughs> Trent you can't Williams, fix that either when we're live. Trent Williams was good as usual. Uh, they had problems opening up holes for the. Uh, the running backs, especially around the ends, especially around Columbus's end. And they ran Trent to the Williams left end. like every time because they knew that they were going to run to the left. So that was blocked. They were up. even they were even running to the left, but they were like pulling the right side of the line to run, and it just turned into a jumbled mess of legs, and everyone fell down. But they did have a little bit of success running between the tackles. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. And, and all the I know is protection, that. Uh, let well, me see. How many times was what were there? Three sacks, which is actually good for our O line if they only give up three sacks. It gave two of gave up two of them in a row when Colt McCoy was in, and then the other one was Columbus on the strip sack. If I, mean, I if there I was one where like I think McCoy ran out of bounds, and like Kevin Harlan said that it was a sack. Yeah, because he ran out of bounds, and we—that was—I—I I think at, I was so jaded watching the game because I mean, Jesus, what an awful season so far! What an awful and, um, game, too. I might add, and, and it was a terrible game. Just, just if you're a, a neutral watching that game, I feel bad for you. And and he like was about to go out of bounds, and I'm like, throw the ball, throw the ball out of bounds, and he didn't. And I was just like, you suck. And then I was like, wait a minute, it's Colt McCoy. The guy has, like, give the guy a break. Like, I was chastising myself afterwards. He's a third-string quarterback. That shows how sucky we are. I know, right? Well, I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out with that, especially as the second quarterback between him and Sunshine. Now we're going to totally destroy Dallas next Monday night. Well, Dallas is coming in, running the living hell out of DeMarco. You know what Dallas is doing right now? They're doing what everyone has bitched about them not doing for like the last three, four years because because Jera Jones doesn't like running the ball because it's boring. Jarrah. Yeah, do and you remember team, they would be playing us and DeMarco Murray would be getting like 10 and 12 yards of carry and they just us. stop running it. And I'm like, sweet, don't give it to him, man. Exactly. And, and now they're running him and running him and running him. And it sounds like Jerry Jones' son actually has some pull because it sounds like he's the guy that kept them from jo- from uh, drafting Johnny Manziel on draft day, obviously. Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of the story that came out because it was like, oh, we're not going to get him, not going to get mm-hmm. him. But like, he really wanted to get him, and his son was kind of like, no, we're sticking to the plan. Yeah. We're going to get mean this triple tackle. J, right? Triple, triple J? J, J, J. J, 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 J. Well, here's what's going to happen with DeMarco Murray because they're running him like 10 times as much as any other running back. So he's, he's, he's on pace to, to like hit week, almost 10,000 or 2,000 uh, yards. He's going to get to like week 12 and like that's going to be it. He's going to run out of gas. You can't take that many hits. He's going to be hurt, man. He's going to be one big bruise. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I don't he's think someone that can run it that much. 
you've got to be a real special running back to do that. Um, and, and he has had his injury issues in the past. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, and he's going you to get shut down this week against us. Dude, Dallas is six and one. We're two and five. Hey, we're only four games back on him. It no. ain't over yet. No, it's it not over yet. We beat him. You're going to be like, oh, dude. Let's put it this way. It's not over yet, but we have to win every every game we play now. Here on That's out. how we do. The last two yeah. times we were in the playoffs, we won like, what, five in a row, six in a row, we something like, like that? We won like eight in a row last time, didn't we? Two years it was ago? seven or eight, yeah. Seven or eight. Yeah. It's, not o- it's not over! We need to win. Guys, we need to win nine in a row here. We got to beat That's Dallas at least. We can do that. Nine yeah. in a row. Um, speaking of rushing, though, uh, Alfred Morris had a pretty rough week this week. 18 carries for only 54 yards. Dudes, he hasn't broken 100 yet this year. Yep. Dude, we I mean, basically our rushing game was kind of shut down. We only had 100 yards total rushing between, you know, four rushers in this in this game. Halu had five carries for 29 yards. Darrell yeah. Young had one that one carry for 14 yards, which was a nice carry. But other than that, I mean, you know, it was Colt McCoy kind of scrambling for, you know, two and three yards, that kind of thing. Yeah, and that's really putting a uh, pressure on these little quarterbacks also. Well. They stuck with the run, though, I have to say. I mean, he didn't, like, totally abandon the run this week. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to get it run. Part of the problem also is there's so much turnover on the offensive line, and uh, Laval is getting a lot of criticism on the left side now. Like, he seems to be the weak link between the center and uh, the left tackle. Yeah, and uh, Gruden was talking that about that a little bit, saying like, "Well, if you run it on like first down and second down, and you get like one yard or negative three yards, it's really kind of hard to give them the ball more." <laughs> right, and 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 another thing on that is you don't want to blame Alfred Morris. Compl- oh, I forgot what I was going to say about it. Alfred Morris, it's it's like part of it. I remember part of it for him. It's partially the offensive line issues. Part of it for him, I think this, I, I 100% think this. He's thinking about holding on to the damn ball instead of making cuts and following his lead blocker and stuff because he's fumbling. Good guy. We were so lucky that we didn't lose another fumble with him yeah. in this game. And, dudes, this may be a radical thought for you guys, but I wouldn't mind seeing what Silas Red can do in there. I'm fine with that. Because I mean, I I really do think Alfred Morris is thinking more about holding on to the ball, and it's it's make, he's thinking too much about that, and it's keeping him from performing to his highest ability. I think you're right, but he keeps fumbling. Yeah, and that's the thing. So sure, yep. if it keeps happening, if it happens for one or two more games, I'm I would not be surprised to see to see Barf just be like, get in there, Silas. If he fumbles this week against oh, Dallas, oh, oh, I wouldn't oh, be surprised oh, oh, oh. if we saw Silas. Man, if he had walk-up music, it would be like the Sanford and Son music. Rudin's not putting up with this stuff. He didn't put. It's up with awesome. Stuff. It's awesome. He doesn't care about anybody's egos, really. He's just like, I, I'm going to play who's going to. I'm going to play the people that are performing. Mm-hmm. And he's not really making a big deal about it either. He's not all like egotistical, even about making those decisions. He's just kind of like, well, this is what we're doing. Yep, I like him actually. I I have to say so far I'm I'm down. So far so good. I mean, we're Except 2 and 5 but the team sucks. There he's got a lot of work to do. If he can right this ship. Damn. More power yep. to you, man. Yep. Yep. Anyway, um let's see. Uh What else we got I here, mean, dudes? Well, um wait, we need to go into the injury report. All right. So, uh, here we go. I haven't got time for the pain. I haven't got time for this song. The injury report. Hold on. Aaron loves Carl Simon. You know what I'm saying? All right. Carl Simon. Aaron, you love Carl Simon, right? Carl Simon. I thought it was Carly Simon. I I thought it was Simon and Simon. I thought it was Paul Simon. (laughs) Is Paul Simon married to Carly Simon? Simple Simon. That roly-poly little bat-faced girl. Well, I know my name is Simon. <laughs> Isn't Paul Simon married to Carrie Fisher? 
Dude, I have no uh, idea. Well, that would be kind of a Java thing to do. Alright, go ahead with the injury report. <laughs> um, isn't it just a Rackpo? I mean, that's all I got. Who else is injured? I mean, we know RG3's out or not. But yeah, or not. <laughs> We're not sure. <laughs> It's going to be a game time decision. I I think we were limited. There were a limited amount of injuries this week, right? Yeah, the only serious one was uh, uh, was Rack. No, the serious one was when they when they cracked me up when Deshaun Jackson was actually on the field, and they're like, "This just in from the sideline. Deshaun Jackson is out with a knee injury. He's questionable, and he's like on the field. Basically, he's standing. (laughs) There he is." Oh, he wait a minute. We've feet. got misinformation. He's right there on the field. He just made that catch. No, the <laughs> funniest thing on, on the broadcast, On dude, your screen. The funniest um, thing on the broadcast after they kept spelling stuff wrong and all this junk and, like, calling things wrong is uh, whoever – who was the assistant? Like, Brady Quinn or someone? Kevin the Martin other guy? Assistant? They kept calling all kinds of crazy names. Who I was it that – I can't even remember now. But whoever he was, at one point he was like, that would be like if the crew just showed up and – the stats guy didn't do his job, and this guy didn't do this oh, job. Oh, yeah. It would be a mess of a broadcast. And I'm like, kind of like it is. Kind of like <laughs> it is. Because it no. wasn't, there was like that 30 second clip or stretch where suddenly we were hearing the Sound audio from, from another, another game. game. What was that about? I was glad, glad to see the Washington Post called that out as well. It, it was, was like, like what the Browns just audio. Yeah, like, it was just like, and. And you're hearing dudes going, hum, 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 and then whistles blowing and stuff, and like they're it's still in the huddle, and you're like, what the hell is going on? And they're like, that was but a dudes. great play. And I'm like, who? <laughs> <laughs> if it couldn't, have, if this season couldn't have gotten stranger, good right. lord! And someone kept this, like wiggling so, the wire because the video feed kept like flicking. Oh, it kept glitching. Yeah, it was horrible. So Desha- Deshaun Jackson like made that awesome catch right out of bounds where he got his feet in, feet in dragged his toes. Yeah. And that's where he skinned his knee. So when he went off the field, they set him on the bench and they looked at his knee and they're like, oh, yeah, it's a bloody knee. And they wrapped it up with some gauze and taped him up and pulled his knee pad back down. And he was ready to go back out there. And they were like, oh, knee injury. He's questionable for return. <laughs> I was like, Dion, dude, he put a dude. Band-Aid on. I was like, it's a Band-Aid. It's not Dion. He's not questionable for that. I question Dion would have missed like five games. It would be like this. Dion has skinned his knee and his return is highly doubtful. He's back in the locker room. Dion Sanders <laughs> is back in the locker room. He's out. He's out. For he skinned his knee and out. went for an MRI. It'd be like tomorrow. the chick on the sideline, like Dion Sanders skinned his knee. He went back to the locker room for further evaluation. He is out for the game. Well, thanks for that update, Henrietta. <laughs> I don't know the way, the way things are going. They, she would end up saying, per league rules. He's getting his knee and had to go back for further <laughs> Per league. Per league rules. <laughs> <laughs> back to you, Kevin. <laughs> ah, thank you. Um, oh, my goodness. We're running a bit long uh, here, so cuts. Uh, cuts. I think that's it on the injuries. No cuts the, this week, right? No cuts yet. We signed, we re-signed Everett Brown. Uh <laughs> I didn't even know who that was when you texted I, I texted Aaron about her. I was like, we re-signed Everett. And you were like, who the hell is Everett? You at know, bad, like, bad Everett Brown. At first I was thinking, <laughs> uh, is he talking about the Nats or something? Who, what's he talking about? <laughs> it's like, nope, just Everett. Because we, we were texting each other uh, earlier, and we were just like, dude, we need to get Rob Jackson back. Yeah, where is Rob Jackson? That's a good question. Yeah, well, Brown. he's coming in to replace Arakpo. Well, the reason they maybe the reason they got Everett to come back is because he has played like a cup of coffee for four other different teams, including Dallas. Hey, we failed to mention, and I, I think we need to bring this up. The mm. reason I'm not freaking out about Arakpo is this Trent Murphy dude is showing some upside, and I'd like to see him play the rest of the season. Yeah. Didn't he have a dumbass well, penalty in this game? Maybe, but that's uh, everyone on a, the team. <laughs> Maybe, Everett, but that's Everett that's Brown's still in a blank. Uh, well, Everett Brown's a North oh Carolina boy. Dear. Oh dearie dear! Well, all right, yeah. Um, take a break. 
Josh, are we about to take a musical break? We don't really have time. Oh, we can't. Hold on. I'm totally going to make this up on the fly for the music break. Here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was going to play something on his guitar. <laughs> on his guitar. Yeah, let me know when we're ready. Go, dude. I do. Oh, is, is it break time? Suddenly right. appear. Except we're not taking a break. We're just Every listening to whatever you're playing. <laughs> okay, ready? Here we go. We all men. We all Redskins fans. We all men. And women too. We are Redskins fans. We hate those Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones and his son. <laughs> those Dallas Cowboys going down this week. Jerry Jones <laughs> and his son. <laughs> oh my. We are men. Oh my. We are Redskins fans. <laughs> we hate those cowboys. That was outstanding, dude. There. We'll make one up every week. <laughs> anyway, all right. Real this song quick, brought dudes. to you by Desmond C. Lee, our longtime benevolent sponsor. You know what it's time for, dudes? It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. <laughs> Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you by Riddle Pew. Go ahead, Josh. Me, Actually, man. Hold get... on, man. I'm, co- I'm taking the I'm... guitar off here. <laughs> Right. Uh, he has to remove his capo. John, go ahead. Mine goes to Kirk Cousins. Kirk, here's the keys to your bandwagon. Okay, can I give mine then? I yeah. like this guy, but I'm still giving him a kick in the balls. <laughs> I'm giving the kick in the balls to Brashad Breland for making the interception and then just laying there instead of getting up to <laughs> Dude, I would... Dude, I was so going to do that because uh, I was uh, screaming uh. at the TV the whole time. I was like, get up. And they some other dude, get I think it was Mer- I think Merriweather like actually pulled him up. Like, someone ran. Someone like, ran to him and grabbed him. It was pulling him up like, dude, get the F up. And like, he was like, oh, crazy. yeah. Get up. And Kevin Harlan was like, this is not college. <laughs> he thought he was still at Clemson where the M stands for knowledge. Clemson. <laughs> knowledge right. of the rules the of the game. stands for knowledge. Uh. <laughs> anyway, dude, I right. was gonna give the same one. I don't have one now. Um, I can think of plenty. <laughs> I can think of no. I already gave one to Kirk Cousins Columbus. as the bandwagon driver. Columbus. Uh, who dropped one? Somebody dropped a pass. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh man, I don't know. It's all it's all running together for Logan me now. Paulson. <laughs> yeah, yes, Pony Boy. That's who I was going to give it to. He's been sucking. What did he do? Something earlier in the game. Nothing. I said cut. He's been kind of. Oh yeah, he dropped. A, he dropped. He did or fumbled. He that dropped ball. the pass, and he almost fumbled it. If they would have actually called it a fumble, remember? And yeah. then they reviewed it and said no, he just didn't catch it. Either way, it was bad. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. He had. It was that. It was that quick. Uh, at the very beginning of the game, and it was like, oh, man, he got so lucky that uh, they reviewed that in real time and looked at it and said, yeah, it was not a catch. I kind of wish they would cut him. Why do we need him, uh, Logan? Why do we need him, Reed, and uh, Niles Ball? I because think Niles hurt. Ball is better now. We need – he did really He did really well on that one special teams play that was good for the season where the ball bounced off of Dexter McCluster F and right into his hands. Like, he didn't have time to think and mess it up. It just hit him in the hands. He was like, woo! That was Niles Paul. Right. That was Niles Paul, yeah. Niles Paul, dude. He did have two receptions for 58 yards in this game. And that he was targeted kick. twice. He caught Man. it both times. He had that really nice, long 50-yard run. And he got the kick. He did. 
It was a good bounce back game for him, actually, since from last week. But yeah, Logan Paulson not making much of an impact. We we really need a really good big blocking tight end that can help Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> no, we just don't need Columbus. Yeah. Oh yeah. We need somebody better than that. We need a better Columbus. We need someone you know, better, like Jumbo Elliott or something. All right, here we go. <laughs> Jumbo. Oh wait, you know who else? Now, oh, wait. Ah. The coveted and ever elusive game ball. Dude, we don't have. We only have five more minutes on this He's live keeping recording. Keeping us on track here. He's All right, quick kick, track. quick extra kick. EJ Biggers. Okay. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. All right, who's your he game ball award going to, John? Pew pew pew. Colt McCoy. Yep. Jump on the bandwagon, folks. John's driving. All right. What about you, Josh? Uh, man, I got to give mine to uh, Pierre Garçon. He led the team in receptions, five receptions for 87 yards, had that nice touchdown, that long 70-yarder. He was targeted six times, and he uh, he caught five out of six. So, All right. Well, then I got to give mine to, to the uh, twig. I got to give mine to Deshaun Jackson because, all right, not only did he make two awesome catches down the field, even though that one got called back. On that BS, like, offsetting. Yeah, on that offsetting hands to the face. But then, like, one or two plays later, he would have made a touchdown if that dude didn't, like, hold his arm. So we got the pass interference, which basically sealed the game either way. Yeah. So uh, that dude is a threat, and he's basically been our only offensive threat, like, the last two weeks. Our main one, especially. Yeah, I mean, Dude. that was a nice play by Garcon to like break free and get that touchdown. But Deshaun Jackson is making those catches on the sideline. And every time I see him in live action, I'm like, there's no way he had his feet in. And then he does. Yeah. He just doesn't block. He just yeah. doesn't um, block well. But he can catch. So. Dudes, I got I got to point out one more, uh, one more quick game ball here. Twig. We would be remiss if we did not give a game ball to Keenan Robinson in this game. He had 14 tackles, seven solo tackles on the game, led the team. The next highest amount of tackles went to uh, Will Compton for seven tackles. I think Will Compton's going to be good, actually. I think Will Compton. Dudes, I kept saying Perry Riley Jr. is overrated. I like this Will Compton guy, too. And I also want to give a game ball. Gina Robinson, man, looked really good in this game. Yeah. I also want to give a little game ball to Brashad Breland for making an interception, which is more than I can say for most of our team. All right. Well, the Twig's going to give a game, an extra game ball to the Twig, who scored twelve points, including the game winner with time expiring. Yeah, that actually Cobra sealed Kai, us to actually four do for the four. podcast. You realize if he wouldn't have done that, we couldn't have done the <laughs> podcast this week. We got a couple of tweets from people who were just like, "Hi, you guys have to do your podcast now." Ha ha. Anyway. <laughs> All right, dudes, we've got like two minutes left before yeah, you this guys like, thing cuts out. You guys would have been stuck with, with uh, Jerome Booger doing a podcast oh, if it wasn't for Cobra Kai. All right, dudes, next game, of course, it's Dallas week, and we're going to go in there and stomp them. I saw a tweet that said, who has actually stayed awake to watch the comeback a few years ago with the two touchdowns in the last two minutes? I was like, any real Redskins fan? Um, with Santana Moss? So, so I put a poll on the website. Every <laughs> real Redskins fan should start this week. Oh man, wouldn't that be? I think he should too. He's a cowboy killer. He is the he I'm is saying. the cowboy killer. He better be in that game. I agree, hundred percent. Anyway, um, does that? Oh, dude, what? That's about it. We've got the Dallas sucks flag will be on display starting Friday at. Harry Hog Studios East, awesome. all the way through Monday Night Football. Nice. Anyway, guys, uh, that wraps it up. Send us an email, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. Give us a ring-a-ding-ding at 77HarryHog. Uh, remember, next week you can catch us live streaming and chat, and we might even try to do some kind of calling instead. Yeah, we're still figuring all this Mixler stuff out, but it would be really cool if we could have like the fifth call in and be like, I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't you do that at mixler.com slash Harry Hog. Yeah, mixler.com slash Harry Hog. Tweet at us at Harry Hog. And uh, let's see. Hail don't the Redskins. Our, hey, don't forget our longtime benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee Squire. Follow him at Desmond right. C. Lee 2 on Twitter. Yep. Yep, so uh, hail to the Redskins and. Well, if you see a Cowboys fan this week, especially this week, 
You know what to do. You need to. Joe! Joe!